throw in those four players and a pick, maybe a maybe two. Mm-hmm. Is that enough to get AD? Is that too much? Do you I, think that's a that's no, like? I don't know? think it's too much. I would throw everything <laughs> I have at him. Like, no no holds bar. You know, just like I mean, I want all of my guns to fire on that man, as the great Kylo Ren said. Aim, <laughs> fire. <laughs> Welcome back to HCHD, a semi-weekly NBA discussion show where we cover recent events, games, drama, and more, all while enjoying some recreational activities. I'm your host, Michael. And I'm Andrezy. Don't forget to follow us at OfficialHTHT on Instagram and Twitter to never miss out on the action. Welcome back to our episode 16 edition of High Time Halftime. Sweet 16. <laughs> our Pau Gasol edition. One of the best uh, big men ever of all time coming from Spain. Not a lot of European players in the league, but uh, kind of made his mark. Hey, did you ever watch this show on, like, Cartoon Network or something called... I think it was called 16. And it was, like, a bunch of teenagers, like, going to the mall and stuff. No. Or it might have been Nickelodeon. But I was, was like, thinking about animated. MTV. You know, Sweet 16. I remember MTV. Sweet 16. That Those spoiled brats crying when their okay, parents said to get them the no, right BMW. For sure that was scripted. It was scripted, but those people are filthy rich. But something Paga saw, I used to love him in the late. I mean, that's that was most of his career. In the Lakers, he was actually um, a huge centerpiece on why they made it to the finals, um, you know, a lot in the early, mid-2000s. Uh, mm. And he played really well. Kobe. So I'm glad we picked Paul Instead of James Johnson, who's yeah, that was just we were like discussing like who should we pick? I'm like James Johnson. Yeah, not a lot of players wear the number 16 throughout NBA history. Only a few notable names. Yeah. Um, I, what was funny is that um, my girlfriend's brother, the the season that we signed James Johnson, he bought he bought a James Johnson jersey, and I was like, well, you're gonna regret that. <laughs> you're gonna regret that. <laughs> and. Yeah. He has not been uh, <laughs> playing too well. <laughs> but anyways, <clears throat> um, so emergency podcast alert. Um, yeah. This if, was um, this is out of a whim. Yeah, pretty much came out of nowhere. There was there was rumors and rumblings around the league about uh, Anthony Davis being disgruntled with the franchise, uh, potentially wanting out, and then just two days ago we got the Woj bomb of the century from Adrian Wojnarowski. That he reports that Anthony Davis does in fact want to part ways with New Orleans, and it's pretty much setting the league on fire. Yeah. All teams are are going to be interested now with the trade deadline coming around in a week, and um, who knows? The, the league is going to be very different in just two weeks' time, two or three weeks' time. Once the deadline wraps up, I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm really excited to see the outcome of this. Yeah, I actually I enjoy it because. Um, a lot of people are waiting till the end of the season for all those big names to be a free agent and for him to come out and just be like, you know what? I want to leave now. <laughs> so that's pretty awesome. And he's a huge name and he can impact any team, you know, in the positive side. Yeah. And he has the whole league trying to trying to get him. You know what yeah. I mean? So so in this episode, we're going to pretty much 
just uh, do a little in-depth analysis on possible uh, landing destination, possible destinations for Davis, um, what potential trade packages yeah. could look like, um, who who's going to be buyers, who's going to be sellers, things that things of that nature, and then um, and then we'll go on some more like I don't know, just whatever casual stuff. But to to start it off, um, what do you feel is the most likely uh, scenario? Also, like as an extension of that. Do the Lakers have the best chance of yeah. signing AD? Because that's that's, exactly. that's the the Lakers rumors are going crazy. So crazy. I mean, the Lakers are. This is what this is what was going to happen when they signed LeBron. This is what their plan was was to sign that extra big name, that extra you know help for LeBron, so they can you know accelerate into the finals or into that third round of the playoffs by 2019 2020 season you know mm-hmm. um and yeah it's it's a huge possibility for him la- uh, landing in LA and they have a lot of a lot of ammunition yeah. a lot of ammunition they have a lot of expiring contracts they have a lot of cap space they can offer him money and they can give the pelicans basically a whole ass starting squad <laughs> mm-hmm. you know and some bench ammunition as well yeah. Yeah, because pretty much New Orleans after after um, Drew Holiday, Anthony Davis, Nikola Mirotic, and Julius Randle, after those four players, which are really good players, each of those have their own like specialized skill set. Obviously, Davis is an MVP caliber player, mm-hmm. um, but after those four players, the rest of their the New Orleans squad is very weak. Very Bunch good. of G League guys, like people on like sh- super short contracts their their most played players after those four are each one more and i think solomon hill who's on one of the worst contracts in the league yeah so the depth of new orleans has always been such an issue and now with davis on the on on the block i i would imagine everyone is available because why would you even want to keep anyone after trading away a franchise cornerstone yeah they're basically gonna blow up that team even after drew holiday saying that you know he stayed because of ad you know that his that's what his main (laughs) you know reason for staying yeah 90 percent of the reason he stayed according to him was because anthony davis so I, i i i feel for the guy that's that's sucky (laughs) <laughs> I don't blame AD at all because this is a team that was <clears throat> a huge contender last year in the playoffs and in the regular season. And they were looking really good. Fifty games into the season, they are now tenth seed in the West. You know, went on not, a, a massive, uh, not a massive, but a three-game losing streak that pretty much sealed the deal. Especially yeah. with Anthony Davis going out with the finger injury. Although they did just beat the Rockets, not like even twenty minutes ago. Yeah, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was telling him before that I was taking a poll and like everyone was voting for the Rockets. Like ninety seven percent of the people thought Rockets would win yeah. and the Pelicans went on a fourteen to four run in the last like five minutes of the That's game. That's regular season for you. <laughs> and Drew Holiday is playing like a beast. Like yeah. he's playing so good. But um yeah, I don't blame A D for wanting to, to opt out Not at all. wanting Not the at all. money and and just wanting to, to make a name for himself and, you know, maybe possibly winning a ring yeah he's he's gone on record saying the money doesn't matter what i want is legacy so he obviously respects like the greats the the greats throughout the nba history you know jordan will all the all the the names and um he he wants to be among them so 
him turning down the supermax of what is it like 270 or 280 million dollars yeah like you said yeah over five years like you said it's not surprising this team has has pretty much failed him in all accounts to to get him to where he wants to be he he reported he wants to be on a team that gives him consistently a, a consistent chance of winning yeah and New Orleans has not done that in the slightest. And signing terrible players to really long contracts that really cripple their their flexibility yeah. and how they can move forward. It's obviously frustrated Davis to the point where he wants out. So, yeah, he, he pretty much wants a whole new a, a whole new change of scenery. But And if he were to go to the Lakers, I think that would be the last straw for, for Magic. Um, in the terms of the coaching staff, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, I think Luke Walton cannot handle that. You know, two all two players of that pressure. Like, yeah, yeah, and the best player in the league, and probably like a top another top, top five, five. Yeah. top five. You know, this guy can drop forty points, twenty rebounds in a playoff game if he really wanted to. Um, and of course, he has to get healthy. You know, he's yeah. been out with that finger injury, and he has had other injuries in the past, like knee injuries, I think, or foot injuries, something along those lines. Where he has, he does have a little bit of an issue, but a majority of the times, he plays most of his games, and he plays exceptionally well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I don't think um, with the Lakers coaching staff right now, they they definitely need to. Not only, I mean, with that trade, they would have a lot of missing spots in their roster because mm-hmm. I think it's like a four-player trade plus a 2021 first-round pick, um, including Ingram, Kuzma, Lonzo, and Lance Stevenson. I think no, was it was Zubak. Zubak, yeah, yeah, their their center who's their kind center. of like showing signs of, of potential of, of potential and productivity pretty much yeah. out of nowhere. Everyone had him written off, but he's still young. He's really tall. Yeah. So you throw in those four players and a pick, maybe a, maybe two. Mm-hmm. Is that enough to get AD? Is that too much? Do I, you think that's a that's no, like? I don't know? think it's too much. I would throw everything <laughs> I have at him. Like no no holds bar. You know, just like I mean, I want all of my guns to fire on that man, as the great Kylo Ren said. Aim, <laughs> fire. Score. <laughs> um, and all these. They have a lot of one-year contracts in the Lakers, so they can, you know, they can reform the whole... This, this Lakers team is going to change completely next Oh, year. yeah, it's going to be... You know, it's going to be a whole new squad. Like um, a suburban mom who got a facelift. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. We're, we're doing this We're doing this episode a little... Um, <laughs> a little bit what? Intoxicated, but not by... Yeah, we're um, <laughs> not recreational. <laughs> Legal stuff, don't Legal it? stuff. Yeah. yeah. We're adults. Can't tell you me. You know no fake IDs. <laughs> but um yeah. What do you think is the second most um you know? yeah, so so the one who yeah, the the team that I feel most people had him on even before all this happened was eighty to Boston. That that's been rumored for ever since last year. Yeah. Pretty much when Kyrie signed there and Everyone realized the potential of that team with all the assets that Danny Age like withholds and he like accumulates over time that eventually they're gonna go for a big fish and pretty much the sites have been targeted on AD for a while. So um, the only exception to that is 
because of some CBA rules, technical like league stuff, um, Boston is not able to sign AD right now at the trade deadline that's fast approaching. They would have to wait until free agency because of something called the Rose Rule. I'm not sure on the like exact um, like specifications or limitations of what that is, but basically it's in effect because of when they signed Kyrie Irving. Um, something about like signing players in free agency. So they're not able to go after him until free agency. Um, they have the most assets to acquire that. Basically, the the team with the most, the highest bidder, Boston, is not able to get in on this race until free agency. A lot of people are saying if New Orleans takes this Lakers deal, which is very tantalizing, I will admit, um, they would be fools, though, to do that. If, if, if you sell right now when the richest person on the market isn't even going to be in the race, you know, why would you do that? And Boston, their players are, I think, objectively better than the Lakers players. You have Jason Tatum, Mar- uh, Marcus Smart, uh, Jalen Brown. Maybe you throw in Markeith Morris, who's also yeah. playing super efficiently this season. You yes. throw in four first-round picks, two from the Celtics, one from the Nets, one from I, for- I forgot even who else they have. And that's a pretty tantalizing pack. Tantalizing, tantalizing. There it is. <laughs> that's a pretty tantalizing package. Like you know, a- four, four solid players and four solid picks. And that's a good. Um- that's a good reason to to blow up the rest of the team, though. <laughs> you know, you get a good four solid players. You know, you already have like basically either half your starting squad or like a pretty solid bench. Mm-hmm. You know, you have Tatum that's on the rising. Um, great. You know, he's he's still playing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Marcus Smart is a great. You know, uh, Draymond Green Jr. Pretty much, <laughs> and he, and throughout his entire career, he shot like twenty nine percent from three point nine. This season, he's at, like, 35%. Exactly. He's up to his free throw, up to his efficiency, up to his three-point percentage. Um, He's still the all-around great defender he used to be. Jalen Brown, while getting off to a very rough start to the season, has really come around in recent recent weeks and months. So I suppose he has some leadership characteristics. Yeah, and he's a very intelligent young man. So, um, you know, that's, that's a pretty good package, and it could be something that resembles what the Clippers did with... Um, the Rockets slash the Pistons. Mm-hmm. You know, you you ship out your star players in Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, but you get back all these different other really quality role players with some solid assets. And you're a team that is looking at the playoffs when a lot of people thought you would be a yeah. dumpster fire. Yeah, you get a new squad and, um, you know, different playing styles that could actually maybe yeah, work together. Yeah, exactly. Really you know, complement each other in the long run. The way. Clippers are not looking bad at all since trading Paul and and Blake Griffin and it wasn't working for even longer. Like yeah. they were not working for a good six plus years, you know. That's a team who never once, not once, reached the conference finals. No. It would despite all their talent. Yeah. So yeah. you know, um at what point does the like the whole outperform the sum of its parts, you know, because if you have Anthony Davis just carrying the load every night, you know, if you strip him out and you get all these other quality players, you might be better, turns yeah. out. But you never know. Um, so this is a very tricky situation. Um, but we'll move on because there's a lot of other players, a lot of other teams that are going to be asking. Uh, one I saw a lot recently was the Raptors. 
I don't know about that. I don't I don't know if the Raptors have enough. Um, I've seen talks of Lowry, Siakam, Ananubi, yeah. Valanchunas throwing it first, and eh. man, I mean, all these trades. They're pretty good, like no, role yeah, players. Like, <laughs> pretty much pretty good role players. Every team is gonna be like, okay, throw in like our best young player, <laughs> a bunch of players around him, and a few picks. Yeah, exactly. Every team is gonna have some variation of that. Yeah, and with the Raptors, um, they would keep, you know, of course, Kawhi, um, Ibaka, mm-hmm. and honestly, with AD into that picture, that looks like. A finals team that could maybe take down the Warriors. Yeah, no, for sure. You I mean, you I mean? still maybe potentially keep Fred Van Fleet. Yeah. Maybe Delon Wright kind of gets a spark under his ass. Um, it would be ass. unfortunate because I really like Siakam. Yeah, Siakam has been playing great this yeah. season. But he, I feel like Siakam's more of a system player. He's not really like the guy, you know. Um, no, he's not the guy, but he can he can drop fifteen and ten boards, and he's pretty good from the three. When you want him to be, yeah, and he know. just runs and runs and runs. That that guy is like stupidly athletic. Yeah. Um. So, my little side note: if they would um, sign AD, was that'd be cool. Because <laughs> <laughs> it would be. That would, in fact, be cool. There's a couple of teams <laughs> where I just really hope that they win a finals one day, um, and the Raptors being one of them. No. You know? Yeah. Especially after so many years of heartbreak at the hands of LeBron. Yeah, um, and that'd be crazy for you know Kawhi <laughs> to be in another team um, to win a championship. Yeah, that would show a lot for his legacy. Definitely, definitely. And you know, I kind of have a crush on Kawhi. Do you? Nah, just, <laughs> I was like, what? He's a super humble guy, and you know, like he doesn't fucking cause problems. So, you know, wish the best. Wish the best. True that. <laughs> Low key Raptors fan. Nah, yeah, I'm, I wouldn't say even even be, even since. The the one year we played the Raptors in the playoffs, I think it was like fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, it was fifteen. Um, I was really against them, especially with when they're fucking Bismack Biombo. Like, oh yeah, dad dicking us in the paint. That was that was a sad time. But <laughs> that was a sad. Time. But ever since then, I've been, I've been a fan of the Raptors. I was sad they traded away DeRozan because he was my favorite player. But mm-hmm. I mean, um, DeRozan's doing good in the Spurs. Yeah, but um, yeah. Another team that I've heard rumblings about is the Bucks. I feel like there's no way that happens. The Bucks have reportedly made every player not named Giannis available. <laughs> yeah, basically. So, um, I mean, why would you give up your you're the face of the franchise exactly. right now and running MVP candidate? Um, so yeah, I, I just think that would not happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for sure, Middleton will have to go. Um, hella first rounders, um, but yeah, I just don't see that happening at all. Mm-hmm. But it'll be crazy to see the best big men in the league play together, for sure. So that'd be cool. That'd be cool. And that would be one of the most like significant signings in Milwaukee since like they pretty much got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Back then he was still named freaking I forgot his first name, but Sinclair. Like he changed his name. Uh, won a championship, the only championship for the Bucks in like '79 or so, even earlier. I forget. So it's been a long time for the Bucks. I love that period of time where they were they able to, you know, NBA players were able to put their nicknames on their jerseys. World Peace, Metal World Peace. No, but he legally changed his name to that. 
He actually changed his name to that? No, yeah, that's his name now. Metal World Peace is his name. <laughs> that's not his nickname. For sure that's a nickname. That's <laughs> fuck. That's his real last name. According Never to the mind. government. According to the government. But, uh, yeah. Um, another team I saw, the Nets. You know I love the Nets. I love me some Brooklyn basketball. You, you throw in D'Angelo Russell, who's arguably having the best, like, two-month uh, stretch in his career pretty much he's been beasting lately uh he might make an all-star team you throw in someone like jared allen who's young only nine or 20 years old he's already blocked lebron going in for a monster <laughs> dunk he's one of the best shot blockers in around right now he's bringing back the cool ass fro he has um he has a list <laughs> he's on a hit list exactly dog. he's blocked all the stars <laughs> <laughs> so it's made him a star. It's pretty ridiculous. In, in some way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the Nets finally have some picks after years of not having their picks because they shipped them all to Boston when they traded for Kevin Garnett. AD would be pissed if he went to the Nets, though. Why? Because they have an interesting young team. No, for you still sure. have maybe Karis LeVert. You still have Spencer Dinwiddie, who's been playing out of his mind it's another before team going down that... with injury. That won't win him a championship in the next, you know. Mm-hmm. He, I think AD is he requested this trade because he wants to win a championship in the next one to two seasons. Yeah, that's the you thing. Know? You have to be certain once you trade for him that you're going to be a contender. And a lot of the teams on this list are not that, except for the Lakers, the exactly. Raptors. I would say the Sixers are on that list, mm-hmm. and I think that's it, pretty much. Yeah, the Warriors. <laughs> you trade for Draymond and Demarcus Cousins. Demarcus goes back to New Orleans, who did him dirty. <laughs> did him dirty as fuck. And then you just have Curry, Clay, and AD to just wreck the league again <laughs> okay. for another four years. <laughs> uh, I would hate it's it. Like, oh, you you thought <laughs> you thought because everyone is having high expectations off of this um, free agency. That Warriors will finally be dethroned, but if they were to add AD, that would just be another fucking chaotic. I, I would just stop watching basketball. I yeah, just, there's no point anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if he is to sign a, with a team, you know, before the deadline, um, I think this is their chance to be dethroned. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if it's a team that is a contender um, in the you know finals, but not a team like the Nets. Hey. <laughs> Um, there was there was um a really there was a really interesting um section of the Low Post podcast that I wanted to talk about because he mentions the Heat in like well first they were talking about potential destinations for those of you who don't know who uh, Zach Lowe is a, a ESPN uh, reporter very respected within like the journalism community in in basketball so uh the guy knows his shit basically and they were talking about um the heat and what it would take a lot of people in the in the community say it would be like justice richardson bam uh first and whatever else you can stuff in there to make it work out you know um and Are they actively um, no, I, talking to the No, I, I would highly doubt it, pretty yeah. much. But, um, yeah, there's a really fascinating piece, and here it is. I don't 
kind of whatever formal list exists, but I know that that's, a, that's an organization that has the cachet with star players, and I think including AD, and they're just so starved for a star that I think that's but another team. What's the trade? Well, you just throw everything. You just throw it like all the stuff you were afraid to throw in for Jimmy Butler, you throw in, and then you run into the, the Bulls problem that I talked about before, which is that Anthony Davis then arrives, and it's like, okay, so it's me and Tyler Johnson and Kelly Olynyk. That's what we're rolling with. Like, Josh Richardson's gone, and Justice Winslow's gone, and Bam is maybe even gone. Our like first-round pick is gone. Yeah, so th- that's the problem, but they'll make a call. Can no, I, I think, give you... I think, I think Miami, and I think you could say this about every available star in the market, Miami, comma, if they were as a different situation, comma, would be in on all these people. I think they would be a bidder for Durant. I think they would be a bidder for Kawhi. But they're not. They're, their cap is loaded and the team is low on talent. <laughs> yeah. Can I give you another one? Can I give you guys another so, so that was pretty. The other guy talking was Brian Windhorst, another res, uh, respected ESPN reporter. So, um, it, it, it's it's interesting to think about. A lot of these teams, Miami included, are gonna be calling. They're gonna be like, "Hey, we'll send you everything," but then you run into the problem that okay, he arrives and you send out all your good pieces to get him, and then it's, <laughs> you're just trash. You're surrounding him with, with even a, a even yeah. worse team than he had in New Orleans, and, of course, and then he leaves next year. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. like, why would you do that? You know, and if there was a way to keep the young players, yeah. If I could at least keep justice, if I could just keep justice, I would. I would throw in Richardson. I wow, throw in Bam. You feel, you feel I, like that? I feel that strongly about Jesus. justice. He has like I, one hot, you know, <laughs> three months streak, and that's it. Yeah, hey, yeah, dude. No, but even since he was drafted, Rook one, bro, Rook one. Um, I, I I'm really high on the guy. Uh, I feel like Bam is too raw still offensively he's yeah. very he shows flashes but he's still very limited he's, and then Richardson has kind of been inconsistent lately yeah he, I mean, who knows what he could be but if you could give that up for a, a certain if you could give up the possibility of a great player for a established great player mm-hmm. I feel like you do that yeah and of course if um, this would ever to happen the Miami Heat um, they're just thinking about the future they're just thinking about the future you know including AD into the roster this season will do absolutely nothing. I mean, not nothing, but I mean, cause you're in the East, you know, AD can tear up the East. I think, mm-hmm. you know, probably make it to fourth seed. Same thing. How Kawhi is kind of doing right now. Yeah, yeah. Like aside from the top four slash five teams, I, I say slash five because now all the depots out. So who knows how the paces are going to do yeah. for the rest of the season. But aside Sadly. from the top half, the top four teams, the East is up for grabs and, even then, it's pretty much only the Raptors and the Bucks on top. Yeah. So you could you could pretty much make a run ASAP if you were to be traded. I mean, the top four teams right now in the East: Sixers, Celtics, Raptors, Bucks. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that would be his preferred landing spot with those four top teams in the East. Um, but him being in the Heat would be impossible mm-hmm. because they have so much better trade offers for yeah. AD. Would be nice offers. though, huh? To yeah. be a a destination once again <laughs> for give us two years. <laughs> no, yeah, two years for two sure. Years. All right, real quick before we go to break, um, there is a report that Clay is interested in the Lakers if they were to sign AD, obviously, and if the Warriors were to not offer him the max contract, obviously. Which wow. um, I love that. It's just rumors right now, I, but I I've don't been, love that. I've been saying Clay to L.A. for I don't know how yeah, long now. <laughs> but I just hate how he like 
like these NBA stars, like I don't care about the money. <laughs> he's like, if you don't give me max, I'm gonna go. <laughs> it's always about the money. You could say it's not the money, but it's always about the money. And Does Kalei deserve a max? Oh, that's 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 up. That's for debate. I feel like maybe not the max, but like a little below. Let me see him in a different team, because I think with the team surrounded surrounding him, that they make him a better player, of course. Um, but yeah, I would like to see him in a different team, and then we'll talk about <laughs> the money. <laughs> because I was, I was again reading like the statistic, and most of his forty-plus point games, all those points are assisted. All of them, every all single one. He does not create. He doesn't take. He doesn't take any dribbles because they're just assisted to him. Mm-hmm. You know, he takes that one shot, or he goes around the pick because you're dealing. You're with you know four other all stars basically. He's um, he's the perfect role player, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, he's a perfect role player, and with him going to a team that only has one other all star or an all star and a good role player, mm-hmm. you know, you don't know if he's gonna perform to that caliber. You don't know, definitely. You don't know. I think he has the potential. He has defending, uh, like he has really good defensive stance and defensive numbers, rating, and all that. He's obviously one of the best shooters of all time mm-hmm. pretty much he would just have to expand his ball handling yeah like abilities but i think he does have potential obviously not as the number one guy but i think he could be paired with another superstar and really carry a team um what do you think about potentially Kyrie Irving not resigning with the with the Celtics and landing with AD and <laughs> the Lakers Kyrie LeBron joined once again this time, instead of with Kevin Love, with Anthony fucking Davis. I would love that, but I'm going to save that for after halftime. <laughs> because that's a whole ass discussion, and that means like a good 10 to 15 minutes. Heard that. And also, Sixers potentially getting in on the on the action. What do you think about Butler, Fultz, Ben Simmons, and a first? That's that's actually a pretty damn good package. Yeah, you that get you a, get AD and and Joel Embiid on and the you, same team. Yeah, and you have that potential. Woo! I mean, for the Sixers, I think. I mean, they have JJ Redick. They they would have Embiid and they would have AD. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're would, already shorthanded. Yeah, exactly. They're really shorthanded. So I don't think the um, that'll be very effective right now for the Sixers. I think it'll be a better deal for New Orleans. Like New Orleans would definitely win that end of the deal. And that's that's a whole new squad that you can build on. True that, true that. Yeah, definitely. All right, so we're going to take a little halftime break. Uh, don't forget to come back in 20 seconds. <laughs> in 20 seconds. <laughs> Please enjoy our, 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 our um, advertisement. Um, <laughs> Message from our sponsors. <laughs> it's always a different sponsor, so we hope you enjoy. <laughs> Uh, let me get a nickel bag. Fifteen bucks, little man. Put that shit in my hand. If that money doesn't show, then you owe me, owe me, oh. And we're back. This car is so cloudy. <laughs> yeah, it's cloudy and musty. The forecast is cloudy, my friend. Sixty <laughs> percent of rain. Dripping. Drip, drip, drip. <laughs> All right, so it's third quarter, so you know what that means. Cheese man! Starting with Kyrie. What you got for me, puppy? So we left off in more AD talk. 
And um, we're going to talk about the Celtics because that's just a whole, not the Celtics, the um, the whole Kyrie, Lakers, um, AD, free agency, 2019. <laughs> <laughs> You're speaking like two words per minute. Oh my God. <laughs> um so yeah there's rumors of <laughs> of Kyrie going to of Kyrie going to um to the Lakers joining up with LeBron once again the dream team the father son duo um <laughs> <laughs> there what was, was that <laughs> there was um Batman and Robin you know what it is oh, <laughs> um it. Shut up. <laughs> there was uh, reports that after Kyrie was disgruntled, not reports, he himself came out and said he called LeBron and apologized after he was disgruntled with his teammates over a potential game-winning shot that didn't get to him. He kind of, some people thought he threw his teammates under the bus um, by saying like, oh yeah, these young guys don't know what it takes to win a championship. I know what it is. Like, I've been there. You know, and talking all this shit. And he's like, I had to call LeBron and apologize for being that young kid that wanted everything. And it's true. I mean, when he won the championship, he was only like 24 or something. He's only like 26 yeah. now. Um, yeah. So that that double throws them under the bus. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then people like Jalen Brown were saying, oh, it's it's more of a team thing. Like, you know, we can't be calling each other out type thing. I think... Mark, is that what he said? Something along those lines. I don't. I don't think he was particularly um, shooting against. Kyrie, I wouldn't though. say like, like shooting. That has like kind of like a really like aggressive connotation. It wasn't like he was firing back. He was just kind of like, well, I wouldn't say it's like us, but you know, it's a it's a whole like thing. I don't know. It. it I agree. It wasn't aggressive, but it was also like in defense of himself and the team yeah. almost. Um, and yeah, a lot of people were like, "Whoa, what's happening with Boston?" Now there's like rumblings Kyrie won't resign. Apparently, that's coming from Rich Paul himself, which is the agent that represents uh, Anthony Davis and a big fucking surprise, LeBron James himself. Yeah. So um, that might be an un- unsubstantiated claim, but you never know. Like, there's been. Kyrie to New York, Kyrie yeah. to the LA. Like, what do you what do you think of that? I just, um, I just think it's funny how, like, again, another player saying, like, oh, I hope this team resigns me because I love them. <laughs> like Kyrie was saying that in the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. and now he gets um, aggravated, and he's a free agent. You know, coincidentally, this fucking upcoming season. So I wouldn't be surprised if he wants to, you know, move away. With LeBron, I would, I would be surprised after after. No, like, actually, with I, I, it would kind of be a little bit contradicting on his end. Yeah, because this is you know, if you go back and you win another championship, you just you're literally LeBron's Robin. <laughs> like you are exactly what you didn't want. Even to worse, be. he would probably be a third man at this point. Oh, like yeah, he would bring I mean, the ball up and then pass to AD or LeBron. But he can also his own thing that'd be a crazy team well he already has his own thing is the the, like 
Yeah, yeah. Is the, the, the caveat to all this, you know? But um, It's just Boston is also missing some pieces. Or they're... I don't know. They've just been so inefficient with <clears throat> Kyrie back, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, Kyrie himself is playing phenomenally. It's yeah, yeah. a lot of the other parts of the team that are not pulling their weight. And especially Gordon Hayward. I hate to say it. Yeah. You know, I like the guy. I like who he is as a I person. I love how he has, like, nothing to say. Like, there's no yeah. anything to say about him. It's just, you know, it's been quite a while now after his injury. And he has not shown, like, he's a corpse of his former greatness. Like, it's yeah. it's kind of crazy. He's, he scored um, two points in last night's win against um against the Nets and those two points came on a fast break that he was far above the court like ahead of anybody else like he shot jumper after jumper he was like 20 something minutes dude, dude jumper after jumper three mid-range it doesn't matter if he goes into the rim like he's he's not scared to drive but he never finishes and he always passes out and it's it's kind of sad to yeah. see what he's become he, this is not the game before this, he was scoreless, all of six, and that happened just four nights prior to that. So he had two scoreless games in the same week. Follow that up this week with a two-point game. It's like I forgot to add him to my ice. He's ice cold section. Yeah, you know? dude. And he is frozen. He's had this entire season. He's had only two twenty-point games, and they both come against the Timberwolves for some reason. <laughs> he hates the wolves. <laughs> I don't know why, and he just goes nuclear from yeah, three. It must be like but, his Utah days. <laughs> but every other game, he's held to. Yeah. There's there's a reportedly an anonymous Warriors player, player, not like fucking someone in the front office, a player who said he's a liability on both ends of the court, and pff, that's like that's kind of eye opening. He has a huge contract. Do the Celtics maybe want to get rid of him? Yeah. That must have been a huge bust for the Celtics. In a I way. Mean, that's what it's looking like. But, for. like, obviously there's no way they could predict injury. One, an injury, and two, an injury of that mag- magnitude. You know, someone yeah. who could kind of, like, an tra- uh, injury that transforms a player. But... I think he low-key has some PTSD. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I know? mean, but... He seems... I mean, when I see him play, he's very hesitant, you know. Yeah. Putting, like when he was in the Jazz, he a was lot throwing of his body a lot. He yeah. was really strong. His jumpers, really fucking strong. He was dude. closing out games, dunk like, after dunk. Yeah, dude. So, man, that just yeah, it's sad. And this team could have been so great. That's crazy. Like yeah. Kyrie and Hayward could have been such a good duo. Yeah, and it's kind of I I, I kind of predicted this. Don't mean to toot my own horn. I mean, <laughs> like four <laughs> four pods ago, like. I was like, he now that he's back, they learned to play together without him. And now that he's back, he's going to throw out the rhythm. And that's exactly what yeah, happened. Yeah, that is actually what happened. Um, I mean, it was your, it was one of your, you're like, oh, they're either going to be pretty good or they're just going to be thrown out. Of yeah. The rhythm. Because this is, at at the end of the, the playoffs last year, this is what we were all waiting for. Yeah, pretty much. Like when the Celtics lost against LeBron, basically. In game seven, everyone was like, but wait till next year when they have two All-Stars. Yeah. <laughs> and, dude, they're just looking like a bust right now. 
You know, I expected them to be, you know, first, second seed. It's kind of, I hate to say it and like relate everything back to Miami, but it's very similar to the Heat in 16 when we went 11 and 30 to start the season. And then all of a sudden our role players started kicking ass and we finished the season going 30 and 11. One game out of the playoffs. If we made the playoffs, we're going to make noise, have Cleveland in the first round. That would have been amazing. But unfortunately, Brooklyn had to ruin it for ruin it for us. I still haven't forgiven them for that, even though I love the team now. <laughs> but um, yeah, we we were that close, and it's kind of similar to that in the sense that there was no stars, and it was just a bunch of system players coming together yeah. as one unit and really taking down like overwhelming odds. They almost beat LeBron in the yeah. Eastern Conference Finals, and then now that they have the two stars, quote unquote, stars back, do you think you have to would... forfeit? all that progress you made in a way do you think they would be better without Kyrie or Hayward or that, maybe without you know maybe if the Kyrie moves to the Lakers with AD and LeBron um Hayward has to somewhat step up I maybe think he they're would better without Kyrie I don't think I don't think that at all cuz I think Kyrie is like pretty much what's keeping them afloat yeah he's been phenomenal yeah. I think they'd be better without Hayward but I do think Hayward could benefit from a more primary ball handling position because right That's now he's he was. not exactly he, he wasn't like a point guard but he has a lot of good passing he's one of the Celtics best passers right now and um, I think he could kind of get more rhythm going by setting up his teammates, and then that could give him more confidence in a way. Yeah. And, yeah, he's just one of the more capable passers they have, aside from Kyrie or Horford. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. And, they, and, the, and the thing with the Celtics, too, they, they do lack um, uh, veterans. <laughs> they lack, you know, more experience. Which is one of the things Kyrie was yeah. talking about. And um, with Boston's trade, I, damn, now I was thinking about it. That with Boston's trade, it could be such a huge help to to Boston as well. Like I think New Orleans and Boston would really would really win in that trade. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Kyrie to LA. <laughs> That's some spicy cheese, man. Yeah, that is cheese. That's man. spicy chorizo. <laughs> what? That's not even. <laughs> um, but yeah, any? What were your last teams? For AD to Lando, oh, yeah, I, I I heard the Thunder. I would that'd be sick, but no way. Um, like if you trade, like imagine you trade like Westbrook and you have PG and AD on the Thunder. Oh my that'd God. be crazy, dude. <laughs> you trade away like Westbrook, who's the face of the Thunder, in the hopes of like. But it Damn, might it, be dirty. It would though. actually work. That'd be one of the cruelest moves ever. Even, even worse than around. Danny Ainge. After like, James Harden left, you know, Kevin what, Durant. And well, West James Harden State. got traded. Yeah, Kevin yeah. Durant did leave, but it wasn't Harden's fault necessarily. Yeah. But, um, that'd be just that'd be, that'd be cool to see. I mean, I mean, if they were able to maybe acquire AD without giving away Westbrook or PG, you know, but. Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> um, I heard something about the Knicks. 
I don't know about that. They Knicks don't really have assets. They might get the number one pick, and that might be Zion Williamson, who might be really good, but you never know. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they could kind of uh, make a package around just that pick. Um, we mentioned the Sixers earlier. The Nuggets, who, is, who would kind of be a dark horse for this. Okay, so we kind of lost where we were going. We had a slight <laughs> interruption, but... Uh, we're just gonna move on to the next segment for the sake of time. <laughs> so uh, go out, go ahead. What was next in your in your Christmas section? <laughs> All right, next up on the Christmas section, um, when AD requests his trade, um, just a day later in practice, media you know always shows up. Of course, for for this especially, mm-hmm. and AD denies media, you know, and then actually gets fined fifty k for it. Um, well, I don't think he got. De- I don't he think is, he was fined for that. It was something to do with the agent. I think. What? Like his agent? I don't know. His agent violated the rule. I think AD um, denied media and told them to talk to their his agent, and that's why he got. Oh, okay. Okay. Fine okay. I, I don't think mean. he's allowed to do that. But um. Yeah, he kind of he kind of just left his team to deal with all the all the media nonsense that he created by just randomly announcing that he wants out, and it's it's just kind of left up to Alvin Alvin Gentry, the head coach, and Drew Holiday to like answer questions awkwardly about it. And yeah, that's that's kind of messed up in a way because how are you going to announce something that big that's going to set the world on fire? <laughs> For some people, the world of fire. Yeah, people for NBA like, fans. Yeah, exactly. And people make their living off this shit. So how are you gonna do that and then just like not talk about it the next day? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I don't actually. I think he should have got fined because that's something that you know every NBA star has to deal with. You know mm-hmm. the media. That's just something you. Gotta... And if rumors are true and you want to go to the Lakers, you better fucking get used to the media. Because they're gonna call you a traitor. No, 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 not that. Like the Lakers media, that oh yeah, the no, LA. Like, I feel like that's one of the biggest reasons why he wants this trade. You know, to begin with, to get that new stage. Everyone's looking at him. All the games are, you know, internationally. But remember, like e- even Katie said it. Like the media sensation around LeBron and like the fiasco just his presence creates it's toxic he and like that has a negative connotation to it but it's true like yeah like anytime he speaks it's news and then you pair that in with with another superstar you know it's it's followed him his whole career we see we see it in miami we see it in cleveland i think especially towards the end of his cleveland days and no the beginning of his miami days when he started in Miami, that's when just media just followed him like crazy. Yeah. And it's going to be, it's going to have a domino effect on AD, and AD is going to look like, again, <laughs> Kyrie. <laughs> yeah. You know, he he came to LeBron to win a championship, basically. Mm. So, yeah, we'll that's see. some Cheesemith. <laughs> that is some Cheesemith. Oh, show. And then the last subject um, that I wanted to talk about. I think I don't, I don't know if we mentioned this last what? episode that LeBron states well he told his inner circle quotations 
um, that he wants Luke Walton out. Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't agree with that. You don't think he said that? No, or? I, I don't doubt he probably did. Apparently now they've come out and said, like, that's not what LeBron wants. But um, I don't agree with the notion that he should be replaced because of how they're doing right now. Because um, um, the Lakers are actually, first of all, their situation, the players they have, is a direct, like, result of magic yeah. of his, like, GM role, you know? So This is his strategy. This is, this, this is what you've given me. I, I, if I'm Luke Walton and this, like, bottom-of-the-barrel bunch of guys plus LeBron and these rookies... <laughs> This is the team you've given me. It's a miracle they're in the state they are now. They're seventh before, seed in yeah, the West right now. Seventh seed before LeBron went down, they were as high as fourth or fifth at mm-hmm. one point. Uh, they were super positive. They're net positive on both sides of the floor. Even after LeBron went down, now they're still seventh in defensive rating, which is really incredible considering the guys they have. Yeah. You know, um, so I think he's done as good of a job as can possibly be expected with what's given him. So, and LeBron has done this before when he came to Miami, he wanted Spolstra fired and Pat Riley was like, nah, you don't tell me what to do. Like I'm the fucking guy. You like you work for me type shit. Like you don't tell me what to do. And we see the result of that. He won two championships with Spolstra and Spo is still coaching the heat. Now the longest tenured coach with the most wins in heat history. Yeah, and LeBron wanted. I love Spo. Yeah, I love Spo, and LeBron wanted him out. And we're and look when look what happens when that he doesn't get his way. We saw in Cleveland he wanted David Blatt out, and David Blatt was fired like something like fourteen games into the season. But I think that's just in Cleveland that they they took LeBron that seriously. Like they literally yeah they gave him they gave exactly they gave him anything he wanted. They coddled him like a fucking child. And that still didn't convince him to stay. Yeah. So they fired the coach that was actually a decent coach running creative schemes. Um, Yeah, they didn't win the championship that first year. But LeBron was solo versus the newly formed Warriors. Yeah. So, and he did as much as he could. But then the next season, they fired him for Ty Lue. They happened to win somehow. And after after LeBron (laughs) left, we saw what, what kind of coach Ty Lue was, which was... A horrible one. <laughs> so what happens when LeBron gets his way, at least according to the two scenarios we have here, is not exactly the best thing. So if LeBron really does want Luke Walton out, I don't think, like, I don't know. I just feel like his the result of his coaching would be he keeps his job, at least as a coach. That's, that's my personal opinion. I could understand, you know, maybe Magic wants a new... Because Luke Walton was there before he became the GM. Maybe he wants to put in his own head coach. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. But who would he even put in there? Like, who's better than Luke Walton on the market right now? I can't really think. Yeah, of. I can't really tell you. Except, like, <laughs> some mean, college coaches who yeah. don't, like, for some reason, college coaches never want to take NBA jobs. Yeah, rarely. want to stay in college. I guess more prestige. Maybe they pay more. Colleges probably pay yeah. out the ass for head coach job. Exactly. But, um... Yeah, I mean, I there's just a lot of pressure on Luke Walton. Yeah. Um, 
Sorry, I kind of went on a rant. No, no, you did. <laughs> I just felt... I, I, when I heard this, it kind of, like, rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, no, I like the guy. I don't think he deserves that. Yeah, I mean, just the whole thing about him being inexperienced. You know, they're going to put a lot of blame on that. Yeah. That he doesn't have that much experience. Yeah. Especially handling, you know, the face of the NBA. But, like, the so thing... everyone's looking at him. Yeah, it's true. He doesn't have experience, but... Before this, he was an assistant coach for Steve Kerr. Like, and he, he, when Steve Kerr was out with, like, he had to get back or spine surgery or something, he was the head coach for, like, half the season. Yeah, it was the Warriors, but you could say just play basketball and you'll win by 50 points every night. But under his, like, leadership, they went 41 and 4 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, it's like. Yeah, it wasn't like a result of his genius, but he learned under the best team with the best coach, one of the best coaches. So it's like, I think the guy might have learned a thing or two. Definitely. (laughs) You know, And, and when LeBron was in there, they were succeeding pretty well. Um, I mean, there must be a whole reason why LeBron actually feels this way. Um, so we don't even know. <laughs> we don't even know how that is. Yeah. We don't even know. For sure. But that's motherfucking cheese, man. Yeah, for sure. Anything, any closing thought, thoughts or statements you want to... No. Just... Any miscellaneous things you want to talk about? <laughs> um, Paul George's dunk on Giannis. That was pretty dope. I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. That killed me. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty... That was that a pretty... That was mean, dude. And that just shows how hot moment. he is right now. PG is hot. He is scorching. MVP? The... Chin scratch emoji? No, not like that. But he's having the best season of his career. And I'm so glad he's in the All-Star game. Yeah, as a starter. Yeah, yeah he, he, he definitely he deserves, deserves that, it. bro. He deserves it. That's yeah. another guy that deserves a ring. Yeah. Um, that's my closing statement. Yeah, for me, it's today was the 15 year anniversary of the release of Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green, and I just wanted to like, cause I read that and I was like, oh my god, my childhood. I I can't even imagine that. I I bought the game on release 15 years ago. I, I like, I was like, wow, time. Yeah, dude. Time's a bitch, dude. <laughs> Were you eight? Yeah, eight. Is that... Yeah, that's the math. That's the math. That's how it, that's how it, <laughs> it checks out, boss. Plug the, plug the numbers into the computer. What did you buy it on? Like, what was the system that you played? Huh? How many years? 15 years ago. No, okay. I thought I heard 25. So. No, no, no. no. Um, that wasn't color, was it? No, no, no. I'm talking about the... SP, the flip SP, one. Yes. Yeah. Wait. Game Boy Advance is Fire Red and Leaf Green. Oh, fine. I thought you said red. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, which, yeah, Fire Red and Leaf Green are recreations of Gen 1. So it was kind of my introduction to Gen 1. Obviously, I knew Gen 1 from the, the Pokemon show. But um, the Pokemon movie that's on Netflix is super good. You guys should watch it. I'm a huge Pokemon fan. So many hours. Um, you don't even got the new one. I haven't kept up with the <laughs> series in as of recent, but um, it'll always hold a special place in my heart. I want to segue that real quick into a plug for a very good friend of mine. Um, if you guys are fans of Nintendo, uh, listen to our friend Gabriel's 
podcast. It's called Nintendo Crossing. You can find it on Spotify. I'm not sure where else they have it available, but I'm sure you can find it. They have a website themselves. Yes. Um, super they're official. Well. They're on Twitter. Um, a weekly Nintendo news podcast. And really great guys. Really good chemistry. Um, they're well, well worth checking out more production value than us and (laughs) more followers more followers they're super official so uh you guys could just get in on that as well and um, local podcast for you yeah just some some support for local creators out there so um thank you for listening if you made it this far we really had fun with this episode uh, we appreciate you guys who have actually. Yeah, this was kind of like an AD special. Yeah, a little. Definitely a little yeah, <laughs> just talked about him and just thought possible destinations. Yeah, right. it, it was cool, kind of having like a specialized episode. I don't know. Maybe we'll do more yeah. of those, just in like shorter it. segments, because this one kind of dragged out further than intended. But whatever. Um, thanks for listening. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Stitcher. Remember to follow us on Instagram. We'll see you probably next Wednesday or Thursday. Somewhere around that time. (laughs) We had to do this one real quick, but um, yeah, thanks for listening once again and see you on the next one.